0: happy hexagons in here. Welcome, welcome everybody. So glad to see all of you. I love it when I see a full room. We got lucky. So who here is uh, a hexagon? Any hexagons here? Yeah. Any Pulsicans here? Yeah. Nice. That's a lot of crossover. Who here is from really far away? Do we have anyone that came from like a really long distance? Where'd you come from? Wow, that's gonna be a winner right there. That's a long swim. Anybody else from really far away out there? Benjamin Jink
1: says hello.
0: Pleasure, thanks Benjamin. It's so nice to see all you guys. I was just looking at the price charts today and it was only 29 days ago, 30 days ago, that we had our all time high. Million percent, 10,000 X, 55 and a half cents. You really can't beat it. Now we just uh, had a 50% uh, rise after a dip down to 22. Anybody buy the dip? They dip buyers, yeah. It's funny, people that are selling, they love it when the price is high, but people that are buying, they love it when the price is low. And really, everybody gets a little bit of something they want. And if you're in it for the long term, every single dip we've ever had in Hex has been an opportunity historically. So, uh, you know, I don't know why that trend would stop anytime soon, we're so new. I think there's only 60,000, 67,000 active stakes right now And I have a feeling that in a year, two years, three years, there's going to be a lot more than 67,000 active stakes because it's truly something world-changing and innovative. And we're so lucky to have had it gate-capped and suppressed the price so that we could get in at good entries, pretty much. Pretty much. I'm going to turn on my funny bag here. I don't know if you guys saw this, but you can actually program this to have hex colors. I don't think it's a good investment of $22,000, but if you don't have anything better to do with your money, I guess uh, you could you could have one of these. Let me find so the power button here. It wasn't
2: programmed yesterday yet,
0: right? It wasn't what? It
2: wasn't programmed yesterday.
0: Well, yeah. I don't like installing apps on my phone, so I just kind of would have to get a standalone <laughs> device just to control this thing, but it has its own built-in kind of like default color changing thing, so it's okay. How's the recording going? Live streams going. We got two live streams now. We're streaming on my channel. Our angles suck, so the documentary guys could get better shots. And then we Thank got a backup live stream. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So Pulse is going good. I don't know if you guys have done any transactions on the test net yet, but uh, you know we've been monitoring, and we see there are people that are like starting stakes and ending stakes and they're doing it with their own front end because i've never tried it yet i don't i don't know a front end that works for it yet so people really are developing their own ways to interact with it which is awesome because unlike hex pulse kind of grows more on network effect because the more projects that use it as their base layer you know the more people will want to purchase it to you know create liquidity for liquidity pools things like that you know with hex if nobody builds on it, we don't care. That's fine. It works great. We don't, we, don't, you know, we don't need people to build layer two things. There's some people that have already built layer two things, like encapsulated stakes. Hex is kind of interesting in that the time value of money, the higher the velocity of money, the more it turns over, actually the less valuable the money is because it's easier to get somebody else's because it's moving around so quickly. Part of the reason why Hex appreciates as much as it does is because we reduce the velocity to zero by locking it and staking it. And so you reach this dilemma, which is, if you create a layer two system where a giant stake is created, the giant 15-year stake, and then people can purchase shares in that stake, is that virtual supply that is created, and does it therefore increase the velocity and and then decrease the demand? And I would have thought originally, yes. And so I wouldn't wouldn't have originally wanted to have seen people build layer two encapsulated stakes and then issuing shares of Hex stakes on other chains or on other networks, Then I switched my my mind on it and I'll tell you why. You know, the Grayscale Trust is the same thing. It's encapsulated Bitcoin ownership. So the Grayscale Trust uh, raises money through private placement memorandums for private investors. They use that money to purchase Bitcoin. And then those people that uh, invested in the private placement, they don't have any right to redemption. They can't actually turn those shares back into Bitcoin. The only thing they can do is after they wait uh, six months, resell those shares on the open market OTCQS, et etc., and historically there's been about a 20% premium. Recently there's been a discount. So, if you think about it from that perspective, the Grace Kells Trust just buys Bitcoin and never sells it. How could that possibly be bad for price? I mean, that seems like the most beautiful, glorious thing you could ever have for price. And from that perspective, encapsulated uh, HEX shares would be the same thing. So a uh, you know a 15-year stake gets created and people are buying shares in it. Well, it's gonna be 15 years till you're gonna see those hex on, on the, the main chain again. So I'm actually bullish on encapsulated stakes and encapsulated hex shares and other networks. And the code's already done for it. It's open sourced. You could you could deploy it on another chain if you wanted to go through the work of doing it. I haven't had time. You know, we've also got a, a wallet, a hex wallet that's done. I haven't had time to release it. You know, there's a lot of really cool stuff kind of going on in the ecosystem that people don't know about because you might not be devs or you, know, you might not be biz dev guys. Uh, it's just funny like and without without any of those things with full and total gatekeeping no proper rank and coin gecko coin market cap uh, everyone saying bad things and, you know very rarely a kind word said we did 10000x in 623 days with 100% uptime Well, everything around everything else around us had problems and failures bitcoin has had inflation bugs twice one was executed they had to had rolled back the chain one, uh, a Bitcoin Cash developer caught and responsible is closed before just minting as many free Bitcoin as he wanted. I don't know about you guys, but if you found a Bitcoin bug that allowed you to mint as many free Bitcoin as you wanted, eh, maybe mint a couple of free to tell the devs, I don't know, you know? Because uh, I don't even think you're breaking the law. I mean, if code is law and the code lets you mint coins, the code let you mint coins, what's the problem? Uh, you know, so it's, uh, it's very interesting. I don't know what Hex could do to win much harder. I guess it'll be nice, we'll be able to on-ramp users through Pulse Chain with no fees. I don't know if you guys are happy with the Ethereum fees or not. Does anyone wish Ethereum fees were lower? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they suck, I mean, they're terrible. It, we used to pay pennies to start and end stakes or to transfer uh, Ethereum or hacks. Now it's $50, $30. I mean, it's, to, to pay $25 or $30 to do a transfer is not good. And the only way to cure that, the only way to solve that is to build more supply, to build more capacity. Playing games with the bidding structure and it doesn't—it doesn't add capacity. And the only way you're going to reduce that price is to improve the supply or decrease the demand. And decreasing demand—I don't think anyone. Excuse me, Richard. Sorry. Go, go. Speak up. Sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. I'll—I'll I'll try harder. <laughs> sorry about that, man. Yeah, it's—it's a, it's a long room. So, I was just saying, Ethereum fees suck. <laughs> Hex good, Pulse good. <laughs> uh, Hex good, pulse good, E fee too high. Caught up, 10,000 X. It's like the highlights. Um, so there's some guys here shooting a documentary, which may get picked up by you know a big network, which would be cool. And I think that that would allow us to have a larger impact in the world. Because it looks like, from the looks on your guys' faces, that you've had a good time with Hex. Is anyone here happy with Hex? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's awesome you know, and remind, and this is after a dip, right? So it went from 55 to 22. Now I think it's 31. And this is one of the funny things. We had a, we had a, uh, like a big payday celebration. (laughs) And during the big payday celebration, the price was getting ax murdered, you know, because everyone got 30% extra coins on the day just for being staked one day. And some people sold those coins, but you don't see that on the price chart. You don't see that everyone got 30% more coins minimum for being staked a day. You just see the price dip. That's why I like the share price chart, because the share price chart shows you the appreciation that you got from interest as well as the price appreciation, and they both matter. I mean, I I think a lot of people stake their hacks. Do you guys got any questions out there? Because I'm here to answer questions if you got them.
2: We got a mic right here, which is going to take... If you guys, anybody wants to line up, they've got a I'll ask a quick first one, Richard. Go,
0: you got to go to the mic you so here. they can point the go camera first. at you. Yeah.
2: Richard, okay, I'll do this officially. All right. Richard, how do I get my wife to care about this? Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> just buy her something nice with your gains, pretty much. Yeah. And just be like, this came from these gains. That's
2: what she's hoping for. Take a, yeah, a few years pretty
0: much. <laughs> I mean, girls, for some reason, girls don't care as much about sports and crypto and cars and guns as guys do. She cares. She's the outlier. It happens. I mean, look, I look at my stats on YouTube and it's 95% guys. And it's not like, cause I'm trying for that, right? I just make videos and people watch them. And for some reason, 95% of the people who watch my stuff is guys. I am going to try and do outreach to girls cause I like girls and hey, wouldn't it be nice to have some more females in the room? It wouldn't hurt, it wouldn't hurt, you know? That's, they're the future, they make the new kids and such, so they're, they're good to have on board. Yeah, um, we got a lot of opportunity out there. We, I mean, when's the last time you saw an Asian hexagon? There's very few, but it's a huge part of the world with well, we billions Hex-Asians. of people. Hex Asians, nice. So like, yeah, I, I think that we're so very early, but not many people understand how early we are. Like, We are very, very early. I was in Bitcoin in 2011, back when everyone was calling Bitcoin a scam, some people haven't figured out it's not a scam yet. It may be old, it may be expensive, the price performance may be poor, but it's still a lot better than the stock market in general. It's not bad, it's still self-custodial, you still can control your own money, you can still mint your own rewards if you're a miner and pay a fee to some weird company in the middle of nowhere and pay the electric company a lot. Okay, maybe the mining part of Bitcoin's not that good, but the self custody your own coins is very nice. You know, Sometimes you go to an exchange and you try and get your money out and they say no. Well, that's no good. That's not why anybody's in crypto. And that's the beautiful thing about Hex is you'll always be able to mint your own rewards and you never have to beg anyone or plead or pray to somebody else to give you your own money. I've had that experience at banks and it's disgusting. You know, you go to send a wire and they just say no. Like, so you can't send wires here. So you guys are what parents, like you to choose where the wires can go. I, I haven't had that particular problem, but I've heard of people who tried to buy crypto and just been told no outright. Like in the UK, apparently like Barclays Bank is just like, no. You, you cannot buy crypto. We don't allow it. Well, that's weird. Whose money is it? <laughs> is it my money or is it your money? Mm-hmm. If it's my money, let me do what I want, you know? Um, any other questions out there?
2: Come on, we gotta have some questions.
1: <laughs> don't be shy.
0: This is a well-educated we audience, that's there. the problem. The they line. already know all the answers. They've watched all the streams.
1: Hello, my name is Fabiola, and I'm using Twitter like for 10 years. Nice. And I use the internet every day. Why haven't I heard about Hex
0: before today? All right. Well, that's a great question. That is a great question. I spend most of my waking time shilling on Twitter as hard as I can, so it's definitely not my fault. It's. I think, well, I'll I'll tell you a tangential answer, which might help you. There are people that, as a mission, try to starve people of the information that Hex exists. They consider Hex a threat to their livelihood. So, for instance, if you're uh, a YouTube personality and you make your money on people getting wrecked trading, buy, sell, buy, sell, get chopped up by fees, get chopped up by commissions, that's where they make their money. They need you to lose money and hop in and out of positions over and over again so that they make fees. Well, in Hex, when you buy your Hex and you lock up your coins, you're not getting chopped up by fees. You're not getting liquidated when the price moves against you. And therefore, you're not making any of these influencers any money on the (coughs) referral links. And so uh, margin trading houses aren't going to make money with Hex unless people decide to margin trade it, which I would suggest people don't do. But if you want to get wrecked, get wrecked here. If you want to get liquidated and learn why shorting is a bad idea, I'd rather you get liquidated trying to short hex. And then the hex price goes up when you have to cover your position, and, and you end up buying higher than you thought possible. I mean, even Bitcoin just made a new all-time high today, which is funny, because usually when it pops out of its parabola, it drops 85%. This time, it just dropped 55%. But now if the chart's going to start doing things it doesn't normally do, well, that opens up the chest for a double top, too. So if it's if it's not going to bottom like it normally does, it means it doesn't have to top like it normally does either so it's just it's better for everybody if the chart just kind of keeps doing the same stuff it normally does because it lets you predict the future to a degree and so now with Bitcoin doing stuff that it doesn't normally do it's it's just harder to predict like what the future might look like. so it might just stop going up at some point you'd be like, yeah, I don't know why I did that because it's not acting like it used to do so back to the the awareness so YouTube influencers, will, YouTube influencers will never see anything nice about Hacks because they can't make money on it because there's no margin trading for it. It's the opposite of margin trading. It lets the users keep all that profit instead of the exchange making the profit and the referrals and the, the referrers making the profit or affiliates, as you call them. And then you know, exchanges themselves, they want you to get in and out of positions too. You know When you go on Twitter, you see advertisements for crypto.com, etoro.com, advertising Dogecoin, SHIB, all of these fake coins with no technical innovation whatsoever. Their primary claim to fame is their logo. And why are they advertising these things? Because they want you to get chopped up by fees. They want you to get in, they want you to get out, they want you to do copy trading, they want you to do whatever crap they can to move your money out of your pocket into their pocket. And it's hilarious, at the top of eToro.com, it says 61% or 67% of their users lose money with them and no one has a problem with that. They can buy ads anywhere they want. They got ads on cars and on sports teams, and you're like, you guys realize they're victimizing people. The vast majority of people that use this service lose money, and that's even hiding some data, because the amount that the losers lose is so much larger than the amount that the few winners win. So it's not just a question of the count of the people, but of the quantity of the money as well. And so those guys don't want you to hear about hacks. I mean, I know that Etoro has actually worked to have hex ads disallowed in some places where some of their ads were. Why? Because it's a threat to their business. When, hex, when hexagons are saved from trading and from liquidations by the good design, the good game theory, those guys lose money. They can't victimize the users anymore. So they, they treat hex as adversarial because we're trying to help the people and they're trying to hurt the people. And they literally at the top of their website say, we hurt the people. It's disgusting to me. So, who else would want to hide Hex from you? If you go on ethtrader.com on Reddit, Hex is banned, not allowed to talk about it. If you go on Bitcoin Reddit, Hex banned, along with everything else, but you're never going to hear about Hex on those two Reddits. If you go to our cryptocurrency, the only threads that you're allowed to hear about in Reddit are ones that are counter Hex or counter me, hateful threads only. You're not allowed to say anything positive about Hex at all, or you will literally just have your comments deleted and you'll be banned, which is crazy to me, because we won you can't have higher uptime, you can't have better price performance, you can't have a better logo, you can't have a better brand name, you can't have a better .com. Like we won on like every level that you can win and there's no pain in our chart because you know with all these other charts where people were able to short it and get liquidated and then their liquidation and their horror and the the complete loss of their funds pushed the price higher, no one was able to short Hex. And so all of the positive price performance in Hex came just from people Participating and buying something that they believed in, and none of it came from people shorting and getting liquidated. Now, one day, if people want to get shorted and get liquidated, I'd love for them to be able to do it here, but there's nowhere to do that yet. Got another question?
2: You got another question? Go ahead. Um, when you talk about how they might, how people might want to, you're talking about shorting systems and you sure. want to game the Pulse Chain release. Huh. Wh- what would gaming that's, that that fork look like?
0: Well, so when there's a fork you have to choose where you're going to have your chips before the fork occurs so you could have uh, ethereum in your own wallet or you could have ethereum wrapped in wrapped ethereum or you could have your ethereum in a liquidity pool and then each one of these plays has a different outcome so if you're if you're ethereum sitting in your own wallet then it's going to be treated as freemium, and you're going to have to move it to a new address, or it's going to be removed for me in 30 days. Well, you might be able to avoid that if you have it in a liquidity pool instead. But then, if it's in a liquidity pool, it might get harvested by the automated market maker fixer bot to like fix the ratios. And then, if you have it as wrapped Ethereum, not sure what happens with that yet. So <laughs> like,
2: if you were to give, so what you mean when you say, for example, like, let's not give on notice. Because then you've got a week of people saying, Oh, let's well, consolidate here and there.
0: Well there also there all there also might be other edge cases that I just haven't thought of yet. Yeah. And so I don't want to commit to a specific date or time. Yeah. Because I know if it's random and it's a range yeah. that there's just less games that could be played. Yeah. And so it's just kind of a safety mechanism. Like if we, if we set a hard block or a hard time, it, it would be consistent with what most forks did and it would probably be fine. But it's easier just to not lock myself into anything like that and, and leave there some float,
2: you know. This question, this, this whole situation with pulses brought up the idea of forking. And then mo- sorry, most people don't realize that chains are getting forked all the time. Well, I mean, Not all the time. But then I looked at Bit, Finance. I didn't sure. even know that that was a fork originally, because I'm right. fairly new. Right? You mean
0: BSC smart chain, you mean? Yeah, smart chain, yeah, smart Sure.
2: Chain. So I'm, I'm a fairly new. Right. Maybe eight months in crypto, and yep. only three in hex, because I right. it was shit everything else. Right? <laughs> and uh, but it's interesting because when you find out, oh, these are actually forks of Ethereum that just they were empty forks. Right. And or there's a lot a, of yeah. Uh, there's other issues. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what doesn't work when you fork a chain.
0: Well, most most forks start out empty. And the problem with starting out with an empty fork is that there are tons and tons of empty blockchains. Mm-hmm. And what gives blockchains values is their users. And so if you want to have a valuable blockchain, you want to have a lot of users, and particularly users, that are well-funded. So for instance, you know why was Hex able to go up 10,000 fold in price before staking, mm-hmm. 20,000 fold with staking, with only 67,000 stakers? Because some of those stakers are wildly wealthy. Some of those stakers have hundreds of millions of dollars. And when you have a couple guys with hundreds of millions of dollars, they're really able to move the price. I mean, like if you, even if you look at Bitcoin's price movement, the majority of Bitcoin's price movement happens in 10 days, spread across the year. Yeah. And if you miss those 10 days, you actually lose money. So, so much of the price movement happens in sharp, strong bursts that... You know, you could say that's because it's the activity of large players. They want to now, mm-hmm. the price moves now, and everyone else has to chase it. I mean, a fun saying I like to say is if you, if you want to know where the bottom is, you just make the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have enough money, you can make the bottom. Yeah. And, and people just can't sell, sell mm-hmm. it down mm-hmm. anymore. So if you're, if you're a large enough player, you get to make tops, you get to make bottoms. Yeah. And if you want to predict the future, you can build the future, and then you'll know what the future looks like. So I, think, I don't think the world needs more empty blockchains. We, we need more blockchains that are useful, that are near capacity, 60 70%. So the fees are still affordable. So eventually Pulse Chain may also have high fees. And I think that will be okay if it makes everyone wildly wealthy mm-hmm. on the way there. Now we can work on layer two scaling, we can work on geographical sharding, we can, mm-hmm. you know, do other things.
2: But you also have a huge, uh, larger block capacity. So the sure. sense that you're gonna get these high prices is it's lower. pretty far into the future.
0: Yeah, it? it should be several years into the future, we assume. Okay. I mean, it is a guess. Mm-hmm. No. But it's, a, I mean, if you have to pay high fees, but you got wildly wealthy and now are able to pay the high fees, it's still a good deal for you. Yeah. It's not a good deal for the new guy that wants to get in, but for the people that are already in, it's a good deal for those guys. Any other questions back there? I feel like I've educated yeah. you all As so well.
2: No come on up. Come on
0: up. I gotta tell you, this jacket's super hot. <laughs> like wearing an actual piece of luggage is retardedly hot.
2: Yeah, I was just wondering. You know, everybody knows that the Fed's printing a lot of money. Yeah. And probably continuing to do it. Sure. Um, and that just postpones. Uh, huge crash and economic crisis and whatever you want to call it, just like you saw in during the COVID where it was yeah. a perfect opportunity, but nothing yeah. really happened. Yeah. Um, but at some point, that might stop. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's not never-ending. How do you think the crypto market would react to a major crash or major, major economic, well, economic crisis? Because you know, it has never experienced stuff that. And how do you mm. think HEX will react to that in contrast sure. to the rest of the crypto market?
0: So we've seen, we saw, you know, when prices go up for everything the stuff you hold has to go up higher than all the other stuff you wanted so if you have a stock portfolio and your stock portfolio doubled in price but you want to buy a house and the house also doubled in price you just treaded water you didn't make money you didn't lose money now you're you're both of the things the thing you had and the thing you want they both went up double you're basically where you started now maybe there's some tax considerations you might actually be net negative um but you get the idea. So just being ahead of the game, like right now with inflation at five to 30%, depending on who's measuring it, if you get a 5% raise, you lost money. You, you just, you now have a reduced quality of life because you only got a 5% raise. There's a lot of people that aren't getting any raises, let alone a 5% raise. So as long as cryptocurrency continues to do what it has done and is the highest and best appreciating asset that's ever existed, I think it's going to overperform in a bull market, and I think it's going to overperform in a bear market. Now, when I say overperform in a bear market, if the price of your cryptocurrency asset drops in half, but the price of a house drops by 66%, you did well, but you would have done more well if you were in cash. And so the question is, here's the problem with being in cash. What if you go to buy the dip? What if Bitcoin normally dips uh, 85%, but now it only dips 55% because the Fed's printing so much money? You can't even get normal dips anymore because the dollar is not worth as much. Would you just rebuy higher? I mean, there's, what if you don't get a retest of the old high? Here's something funny. I looked at the chart. The dip that we had down to 22 cents was exactly, exactly the previous top. Exactly. Which is technical analysis, like retesting the breakout is something that charts tend to do. So I thought that was funny. I like when Hex starts to like do normal chart things. It's because it's kind of easier to predict what it might do. So, I think I think hex is going to continue to overperform because when you have something people buy, they don't sell and they lock it up on average 5.8 years. What do you think is going to happen to the price? And when more people are finding out about it and it's I have so much energy of people hiding it and suppressing it. When those gates open and when the suppression ceases to work, you're going to get a flourishing and a spreading of the idea. And we don't the business model and the, the, the stuff that makes Hex great is never going to change. You know, Bitcoin was originally supposed to be programmable money. You can't program it to wake you up in the morning. Bitcoin is supposed to be peer-to-peer digital cash. Absolutely no one uses it in peer-to-peer digital cash. You don't want to wait an hour to six hours to get your transfer. You don't want to pay $20 to send it. And then so now they fell on their third idea and it's going to be digital gold. Maybe that one works. But they had to rotate a few times. Hex never has to rotate. It worked perfect from day one exactly as it was supposed to as a store of value and accidentally has higher throughput and accidentally had lower fees for a long time. Now the fees are probably the same as Bitcoins because Ethereum fees are so high. Um, And when Pulse Chain comes out, the fees will be way better than Bitcoins and Ethereum's. And and hexagons will benefit from that because you're going to get a copy of your liquid hex and your stakes on two chains. And then my gut feeling is maybe the pulse chain one will be more valuable, maybe, just because people don't like getting beat up by those fees. But we have to see. We have to see what the market decides. I mean, maybe there's some whale that decides the ETH network is better, and then he just makes that one cost more. I don't know. We have to see what the market's going to do. So, so, I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't predict exactly what prices are going to do, but if you're going to have to sit in some asset, I think the best performing asset in the world is an okay place to be. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. My pleasure.
3: Hey,
4: Richard. hey there. i um, have been watching you for quite some years. Nice. Honored nice to meet you.
0: Hope Pleasure to meet you. Treating you well. It's, it's pretty nice here. It's it's nice. Like uh, everyone here is nice. Everyone speaks English. A lot of places you go, you know, Germany and France. They don't speak English, man. <laughs> I like English. I, I'm a real f- big fan. You know. <laughs>
3: Good to hear.
4: Yeah. So I have a three-part question. Sure. A quick one. Um, obviously, you're making this documentary. Looking forward to seeing what comes out of that, where it's going to be released. Huh? Um, I assume that's part of slowly transitioning to a different marketing strategy from your side. You asked; you were being asked, how didn't I come to hear about Hicks before right. today, and you responded as we've seen, you're shilling huh? on your own, huh? on Twitter, on YouTube, having the community with you, obviously. But uh, do you have any additional plans to do additional things like this, Doctor? Mentioned? Well, well, here's the funny part. I mean, third, third point. yeah, third point. good. When Lex? <coughs> when Lex? Yeah.
0: What is Lex? Is that like a? Lex Friedman. Ah, yeah. I don't know. He, I, I I I gotta find an alternate method to communicate with him because like you stopped responding to Twitter DMs. so I think I just have to email him. It's like a hassle. Um, it's not high on my list. Like I'd rather hire more devs than travel America to meet Lex because then I spent eighty hours driving the car. <laughs> and put 5,000 kilometers on it in the last seven, eight, nine weeks, maybe, maybe seven weeks, I think. It's wildly time consuming. So if you put me on a trip in America, can you imagine how much more of my time is gonna get sucked up? Like, it, it, will be, it will be very hard to get back in the swing of doing the things to scale harder. So this is fun, I wanna get my social right, I wanna get this documentary thing going, which by the way, I don't have anything to do with this. I'm not paying for this, these guys do not work for me, I did not hire them, I did not meet them, they reached out to me well, you like and said, <laughs> I like them, they're nice guys, they do good work, but like, this is their thing, like, none of what they're building do I own, I have nothing to do with it. So, and, the, and the other thing is, like, so your, your question had this um, kind of presupposition that I'm running these big marketing campaigns and so that I have something to do with like a shift in marketing direction, it's just not the case. The majority of Hex content is content that I do not make. The majority of Hex graphics that you see, I don't have anything to do with. I got Hex stickers on the car. I didn't make those. The guy just happened to bring them to an event, and I was like, can I get some? You're
4: doing a lot of your own as well. Well,
0: I'm doing doing meetups. So I'm just meeting people that like Hex, but I mean, it's 100 people at a time maybe, you know? And there that's
4: are when we're talking about YouTube, you're mentioning a lot of your metrics as well. Followers. I would love to get more
0: girls in the gang. Yeah.
4: Um, and I'm thinking you've mentioned Lex a couple of times. He he's very interested in crypto from his
0: point of view. He needs to man up and do digital interviews like everyone else in yeah, the world and stop pretending that like the only way you can have a good meeting with someone is in person.
4: And he's just one. It's silly. Like I had a
0: great talk with Zuby who's been on Rogan twice. I've got something lined up with uh, Ross the hobby, hobby. he's got, uh, he's got Rogan. And then as I do more Roganites, probably also end up with more of them. And it's just, we live in a digital world. First of all, some people think there's a pandemic. So maybe meeting up in person isn't the highest and best use of our time. And some people don't like polluting the environment. So maybe flying to another content, continent to do a video isn't the best use of resources. And it's just, I have the best production quality in my studio. I shoot 8K, I stream 4K. There's no reason not to do a live stream with me digitally. For me to go in person is like, it's just a little stupid, right? Like I've done every interview I've had has been great, even with haters, and it, it, we haven't been like, oh, I wish I did this in person, you know? Like it's been fine digitally. He should upgrade his lifestyle, basically. He's he's hurting his business and he's having less impact in the world, due to a dedication to a past long left behind. Like digital communication is awesome. It works great. He should upgrade his lifestyle and then we could have an interview today. I could leave here, could go walk to my room and have an interview with him right now. But we'll see. Um, and sure, there's other guys, my pleasure. So so in summary, I, I do wanna on-ramp uh, more girls and younger people and just all the demos that we're missing. But it's something that you guys in the community are gonna to have to work on because what am I doing? Like I, I have 100,000 followers, it's not that many. I, I, there's people that direct message me like this guy from Swedish House Mafia messaged me out of the blue, and he's like, hey, I heard you wanted to do a collab. My friends all tell me I should get into this. He's got a million followers, you know? And there's other people that have messaged me with 500K, 600K, things like that. So if they go out and do the messaging well, it's gonna have more impact than me, because every all of my followers already know, and I have 10 times less followers. So that's like a million new people compared to like 100,000 old people, right? <clears throat> go ahead.
1: Hi, uh,
2: David. Pleasure.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> Just a question about how Hexcans can onboard more people. You're a marketing
0: guru. Buy ads. Buy ads. Please buy ads. (laughs) Simple. So, I mean, like, unique benefit statement. What is the most important property that Hex has? The value increases, in my opinion. Everyone has a different thing. Some people care more about the environment. Okay. Some people care about the uptime. Okay. Some people care about self sovereignty. Cool. In my opinion, the thing people care the most about is getting rich. When you have the best performing asset in the world, you should brag about it. If it just also happens to have the best uptime and it also happens to have the best logo and it also happens to have the best brand name and the best community and a pretty okay founder, you know, you might as well talk to people about it. You might as well advertise it. And so I think most of, how many of you guys got into Hex from someone that wasn't me? Did it? That's like half. I think that's half. So 40 to 50% of you guys are in Hex not because of me. And then you, as time goes on, are likely to bring on other people as well. And so it's the majority of new users will come to Hex through things that don't have anything to do with me. So it's better, like it scales better. And it's just like Bitcoin. Like how many, how many people did Satoshi on-ramp? Not many, like, you know, he disappeared really quick. Like he, he noped out like 2011, he was just gone. There was no more Satoshi. Worked out fine. Price went up 6.5 million X. It's not that bad. Made a new all-time high today. It's not that bad, you know? So now we beat, now here's what's funny. I got it at Bitcoin at 30. I used to mine it was 50 cents, but I pushed the price up to 30 and helped make that top. Went down to two. So my returns from $30 to 65,000 is about 2,000 X. Hex already did 10,000 X in two years instead of 10 years. So Hex has already outperformed my lifetime gains as a very, very, very early Bitcoin adopter, and that's without even including staking. So as far as price performance has gone, Hex has murdered Bitcoin, murdered it. I'm very excited to see what Pulse might do, because Pulse chat room still has 10,000 extra members over the Hex chat room, and it's much less old. You know, the, the Hex chat room is maybe eight, ten times more old than the Pulse chat room, maybe five times more old. So, so,
1: so would that be the recommendation for Pulse then to get out and advertise, or?
0: It's up to you. Really, you should do both because they're both small pitches. You want the world's best performing asset that's ever existed, pre-viral, Hex.com, 40% APY, 37, depending on how you want to round it, and, uh, you know, 10,000x price performance in 623 days. Short, strong pitch. The, the Hex.com brand name and the unique benefit statement is more important than the logo. If you're tight in space, get rid of the logo. 10,000x, 40% APY, Hex.com minimum, unique benefit statement. For Pulse, faster, cheaper, um, fee-burning Ethereum fork. That only works for people that are already in crypto. If you're advertising to people that aren't already in crypto, they're not gonna know what fork means, they might not know what Ethereum is, so you might have to tell them, hey, you missed Hex, maybe Pulse is an opportunity to get into the ground floor or something else. But I don't know which one's gonna, I do not know if Pulse is gonna outperform Hex, if Hex is gonna outperform Pulse, it's super hard to predict. I don't even know what the first trading, I know the first trading price will be zero, but then what will be the next price after zero? I don't know. I really have no idea what people are gonna sell for or buy for um, the market will have to show us. No. So it's a great question, you yes, ask the best question, how can you get more people on board? Outbound messaging, advertising, cold calling, emailing, signs, all that stuff, urinal signs, anywhere you can stick a sign, as long as you get that unique benefit statement in front of people, I think you'll have an impact. That's what I do. I mean, read my headline, you know. It's like you go to my Twitter and it's like uh, I raised 27 million for charity. It used to just say like the price in there, but I made so many people angry with it. I think they got immune to it, so then I rotate, like rotate the pitches every once in a while. So, cuz cuz this thing has so many good traits that you really want to show it from every angle so that you get everyone involved. Cuz you want to save the environment, you should be here. You want to reduce pollution, you should be here. You want to make the world more efficient, you should be here. You want to remove government from currency and have less work, you should be here. You want to get rid of counterparty risk and having to beg for your own money, here. You like privacy and pseudonymity and being able to do what you you want to do with your money without someone eyeballing you, like, you know, you should be here. There's so many different reasons and angles why people should be in Hex that you you could actually rotate through them. Or if you know your audience better, you could, you know, pick the right ones to start with. Great question, man. Thank you. Buy ads. So nice. He's next Go question. ahead, go ahead. First,
2: I've had enough. No, I mean, okay. The question was, as you were mentioning, some the pricing Pulse, very interesting listening to the Pulse uh, radio app often.
0: So you're listening to the uh, the Telegram channel, the uh, voice channel. Yeah, chat.
2: but I'm actually listening to it when they, do the, when they put it on YouTube. It I always thought it was funny,
0: me. the first time that happened. I yeah. was like, ah, so this is all live streamed now, too. So it's yeah. like there's, all, there's like 60 or 70 people talking in t.me slash pulsechain.com yeah. like all the time. Yeah. It's also interesting because like there's only maybe two or three talking in hex, and so I, I don't know whether people just already understand hex so well that there's so little to talk about. You're like, uh, you buy it and the number goes up.
2: It's, fa- it's, it's fascinating and I'm yeah. learning immense amounts and, and it's basically made finance, crypto super exciting. Uh, whereas uh, a year ago, it was like, whoa, well, uh, too much, or right. don't understand. Or yeah. Now it's like, oh, I'm picking up on those little details. The like, rabbit hole goes deep. Yeah, it's deep, deep and it's yeah. exciting, <laughs> yeah? And what I want to mention is they were talking about how these liquidity pools, when mm-hmm. they're copied, or yeah. sorry, for yeah. Yeah. uh they actually, because of the ratio of the the currencies in the liquidity mm. pool, let's say, and he was using an example like, 100 USD to 200 hex, it's giving you a 50 cent hex, or in that sense, right? Right. Um, And I'm thinking that that is, so so the liquidity pools are actually making the price.
0: Yes. So in Uniswap, the price is literally just the ratio of the two uh, members in it. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not sure that same uh, truism holds for Uniswap V3 because it has asymmetrical liquidity. Yeah, I, I don't think that that same mechanism holds for Uniswap V3, it does hold for Uniswap V2. Mm. Because in Uniswap V3, you can add liquidity one-sided, and it's not going to affect mm. the price at all, mm. because it's out right. of the money. Right. Right. So in Uniswap V3, that uh, math doesn't hold anymore, but in Uniswap V2, it does. And I, I think that much of the liquidity on Pulsechain is going to be Uniswap V2-based, because Uniswap V3 isn't licensed for forking. Mm. They introduced a clause which gives them a two-year window for ex- exclusivity. And that clause, you know, hasn't been two years since it's existed yet. And I also, I, I kind of like the way Uniswap V2 works. Um, it's, it's nice, yeah. you know, I, I like the way Uniswap V1 works. Um, it's more gas efficient, but it just has the downside that you have to always route through one central pair. You can't have like ERC-20 to ERC-20 direct pairs. So you have to do like two routes.
2: So mentioning that, could you tell us why is one inch been made illegal in the States? What's, what's the- it hasn't It hasn't been made illegal, no.
0: but uh, lawyers sometimes want their clients to have less problems. Sometimes they want their clients to have more problems so they can bill more hours. Mm. But some lawyers, they don't mind having less hours, but you having less problems. Mm. Those are probably the better lawyers. Uh, they probably had legal counsel advise them that mm. uh, their front end might not want to support certain activities. So for instance, if you try and use Uniswap from Iran, it's GeoIP blocked. Yeah. Because the United States government has an embargo against Iran that means that no American business can do any type of facilitation of any commerce there. And then do you want to go to court to explain that just hosting an open source front end isn't the facilitation of commerce or you just want to kind of like skip that, right? And you don't know. It's, it's, it's probabilistic. You don't know whether you're going to be the guy that has to go fight the fight to decide whether this should be okay or not. And so their lawyers probably just told them, don't do this, don't do that, and then you may, you may never have to like fight any of these battles. But a lot of people, they probably should, f- it would be a better world if people did fight those battles because what you get is called a chilling effect. And when the government can just use not even law, but the threat of law, the, the regulatory committees, the regulatory bodies to act as pseudo lawmakers then it, it stops everyone from like having free speech, it stops everyone from living the way that they should be living, which is more free, um, out of fear. And nobody wants to fight the fight, and yeah. I mean, the federal government can be unfair, it is possible. Like, I don't know if you heard what happened with the Silk Road, but the FBI agents stole that guy's money. Yeah,
2: is that they out robbed out?
0: the Silk Road guy, they stole and his Bitcoin. Then they had to find a way to make
2: sure that they, they were gonna to to leave to the country well, and right? launder like, it with yeah.
0: fake IDs, and it was like, yeah, oh wow, the, Sometimes yeah. the FBI agents, uh, you know, yeah. even those guys can be corrupted sometimes. And, yeah. and, the, and in America, the FBI agents are the <laughs> ones that keep the local police in, st- in check yeah. usually. So it's... So
2: deep.
0: Crypt, crypto is like the world's most effective honeypot. Because mm-hmm. if you get that crypto, it's already like pre-anonymized for you almost. Yeah. Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, That's why you see a lot of hacks. I mean, mm-hmm. I post on Twitter all the time people getting hacked left and right, left and right is why we put security so important in hex we got two security audits one economics audit and it took years to get it right and all these other guys they move fast and break things and everybody loses all their money and i post right in their thread hex user not affected mm-hmm. every time yeah that's right you guys could have been saved i built the thing that could have saved you but instead you wanted to lose all your money hex user unaffected i hit them with it and then these guys are already they're sad they lost a lot of money i feel for them but I'm focused on the next people, that they're gonna reload and Mm re-victimize. So those same idiots that lost all their money, oh man, some guy messaged me like a night or two ago. He buys something completely unrelated to anything I have anything to do with and tells me about how he just lost all his money, it's a scam, and can I help him? I'm like, bro, why didn't you buy the thing that like I built and then you wouldn't be, so let me get this right, you bought the thing I had nothing to do with and got scammed and now you're complaining to me about it, letting me know, what do you want me to do for you? Like, if you poop your pants on the way home, you want to give me a call so I can try and help you out? How about you buy the things I built?
2: My knees are about to give up if he could ask this question.
0: Go, go. Fire.
4: Hello, Richard. Yep. i Hey, Stefan. Where are you from? I'm here from Copenhagen. And nice. And I work uh, for the Ministry of Finance. And, uh,
0: <gasps> in the oh, my God. <laughs> don't
2: worry. Don't worry. I'm
0: He's gonna... here to take it all from us. I'm here in a private matter, right. unfortunately,
4: I guess. <laughs> So I have a couple of questions. Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, in regards to, uh, to Pulse chain, yeah. are you going to continue to have like a team of devs um, that are continuously working it's to, to like uh, enhance the code? Sure. And we were talking about, uh, he was asking about yeah. network congestion, right? Yeah. Um, and what are we going to do about this issue? Because yep. I know that there's not going to be that much participation in the beginning, and therefore, it's not going to be an issue. Right. But eventually, and sure. hopefully,
0: it yep. will be, right? agree. It, it would be nice to have a functioning consensus network with people able to fix problems when they show up because yeah. sometimes problems do show up. My answer to that is, who maintains the Ethereum network? It's five guys. Yeah. yeah. And those guys, they don't get paid that much. And so as long as you've got like a core team of, of three to five guys that know what they're doing, then the code can be maintained. Yeah. Now, who pays those three, five guys? Got to tell you they probably are sitting on big bags themselves. So they probably, even if no one was paying them, they may find it in their own best interest to protect their own investments anyway. And, and as I was mentioning earlier, we see people using the network without any assistance of mine. There's transactions going through that I don't have a front end that does that. <laughs> so someone's doing it, you know? So when you have, when you have the world's largest airdrop, a higher throughput, uh, less polluting, no pollution, pretty much, um, it attracts a lot of developers. So we've seen people that are launching uh, like accelerators to put other projects on there. I have to imagine a lot of those projects are gonna suck. So I've got this dilemma where like, yes, we're launching a fork of Ethereum and yes, there's gonna be so much horror that gets launched on it. There's gonna be endless scams getting launched on it. But that's how you make progress in the world. Like you, you you know, there's people to do getaways and Ford cars from their bank robberies, but we should all have Ford cars, right? Like, we need yeah. good functioning consensus networks. So the, the answer to your question is a little loaded in that I do not ever advertise that people expect profit from the work of others. Uh, and because I of that, why? right, and because of that, I would never say that I'm paying people to maintain a thing or okay. I would in the future. Yeah. I so I would say if, some, if someone... I think that there's going to be enough people that are already wealthy and are likely to be wealthy from that project. It would be very uh, it would be very weird to me if a lot of people didn't have it in their own best interest to put their own time in to maintain it and and you know keep the golden goose yeah. popping out golden eggs it is, it is remember it is more open source so this code is open source license and and most of it must maintain open source because that is how it was originally issued. There's very few closed source things you could inject.
4: So when Ethereum gets upgraded as well, which it does from time to time, uh, do you want to take those good features? Depends. And, uh... It depends. Okay.
0: So like, you know, EIP 1559 yeah. doesn't apply to us because we don't have an issuance rate. So EIP five, 1559 for Ethereum changed the way miners are being rewarded because they still dump the price to buy electricity and video cards and, and ASICs. And, and in our system, there is no inflation, there is no block reward, there's only fees. And so we wouldn't be able to adopt EIP-1559 because it's yeah. nonsensical, nonsensical. We just, yeah. it's too different. So if, they, if the upstream Ethereum uh, chain has something that is compatible with what we're doing, then we can adopt those things as we want them. Mm-hmm. And some of them just won't be needed. So for me, I care most about getting users, and then making the network better, and then getting more users, and not doing too much of one or the other. So, you know, right now, we don't have any throughput, we don't have any transactions. Let's get that done first, and then we'll worry about upgrades, you know? Yes, I agree. You know? I agree. Great questions, man. May I ask you, what uh, do you do anything cool with the um, administration?
4: It depends what you define as cool, but oh. I do API integrations <laughs> okay. and, um, like, Different,
0: different okay uh, well I'm glad to, I'm glad to see you guys here. Yeah. If we want to make the world a better place, we need to affect people in positions of power. I'm not saying they're in one, but you may be one day or you may have the ear of someone who has power and there is technological progress happening here. All the currencies in the world are digital. Our currency just has a better known future issuance rate. That is useful to the world. Hex is the world's first currency that has a chart of future market supply, the world's first cryptocurrency, the chart of future market supply. That's very, very valuable.
4: I haven't read the complete uh, economic audit yet.
0: Yeah, uh, it's not. It's Actually, not I was starting to read it now, yeah. and
4: I was like, No, I'm not gonna. Nah, it's hard to I'm know. not gonna do this in ten minutes. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read through uh, it thoroughly. Yeah. But um, I do have some questions sure. about uh, maybe not the the audit itself, sure. but the testing. Sure. Uh, when you um, when you made Hex. Yeah. Well, what we did well,
0: was we uh, created so a Monte Carlo model, it's which simulated agents, uh, and um, we tried to guess how people would stake. Mm-hmm. And then it was funny because the, so Kyle did that work. He's a volunteer yes. and uh, Kyle's model was spot on. So when we looked at the share price chart, like after like a couple years of operation and we compared it with his predictive model, the charts are like identical. It's so oh, weird. Cause you'll see like, you'll see like a weird notch here and then like a weird notch there. And you're like, why did these two weird notches appear? Why would, uh, and uh what were the
4: parameters for his predictive model?
0: You, you can download his code. So okay, it's it's yeah. C sharp code, and I think mm-hmm. he ran it in a program called LinkPad or something. Okay. But he'll give you that code. Um, you, can on, a t- a t- right, you can right, hit him on a you can hit him on Telegram at Rapid rapidprototype Rapid is his yeah. username okay. on Telegram. He'll give you that C sharp code if you want to to rerun those models. Yeah, cool. and okay. then you okay. also I'm you sure. have new data now as well. So you could you don't have to use a fully simulated agent. You could no adjust the parameters for what we know, I mean we see stake lengths are on average increasing in length now. I used to brag about them being 4.8 years all the time, now they're 5.8 years. Another thing that's really interesting about Hex is that you know inflation in our system is nothing like inflation in Bitcoin. Inflation in Bitcoin gets dumped on the market to pay to pollute the environment and buy ASICs. Inflation in Hex gets dumped for what? Nothing. But most people are restaking I think. So
4: I'm interested in like the long term, uh, not the short term, sure, term. agree. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in the long term. Yep. So, so a ad, normal adoption curve would uh, look something like Sure, S-curve, sigmoid, kind of yeah. Idea, right? yep. So uh, I'm interested in what happens when we, not flatline, but, sure. but when we go more flat than, than parabolic, right?
0: It's a good question. I mean, I, I think we're so very early you, to get to that other end of the curve could take 10 years. It could easily take 10 years, but uh, it's
4: still interesting.
0: Yeah, Another thing that you might want to model is with with these increasing stake lengths, which I believe is a function of the increasing share price. Mm -hmm. So people want to hold the number of T-shares they're used to getting because they get paid by the number of T-shares they got. The price keeps going up. So every time they have to re-stake, they're getting less shares. They only got two options to get even. Add more hacks or stake longer and get a bigger bonus. I think most people choose to stake longer. And so... If you combine that with encapsulated stakes which will probably just be base rate like maxed out five 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 because you're selling a derivative anyway so why not just start exactly i think that's going to also increase the average stake length and so i I, these the parameters that i look at for the health of our end ramping of new users is how long is the average stake is the price going up right i care about chart patterns things Mm -hmm. like that how many new users are getting added and are we Reaching new users we haven't reached before. Are we? Are we getting into new areas? Are we getting new types of demographics of users? Are we getting new pitches that are hooking that weren't hooking before? Yeah. And I always, I'm always impressed with how well that's going. Like we, I mean, even my social. Like I'm getting 600 new users a day on my social, and I'm having. I have no ads. Yeah, I have so no. You, I saw your
4: Twitter account today, and I was like, damn. The last time yep. I watched it was like 50k yeah, or something right. right. So, yeah. It's so going up it's a, a lot. Really quick right now. Oh. Yeah, which is which is good.
0: And, and uh, it's probably not my unboxing videos. I don't know. I don't, yeah, that's I that's. Uh, that's <laughs> nice.
4: I wanted to ask you a small part about it because we agree upon we we agree with most things, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Maybe the unboxing and. Uh, I had to try
0: it, man. And, like and stuff, So I tried not cursing. That worked fine. So I don't curse on my live streams anymore, and I think that was a successful. I
4: missed that. Miss that
0: very much. Do you? Well, yeah, apparently in the yeah. apparently in the documentary, I'm allowed to curse a little bit. So. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. I'm really encouraged. Yeah, like I like cursing, but I I learned and trained myself not to do it for live stream because some religious folk and some older folk, they really were allergic to it. In some settings, it's obviously better not to curse, but uh,
4: I miss you cursing out like uh, people that... um have less understanding. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, I, I love these. send like, me old, the haters, the please.
0: For, uh, I, I <laughs> If you give me a better person to speak with, you're going to get a better interview out of me, even that if it's is. a better hater. Yeah. Some, of, I, some of those hater interviews I send people to because they made me look so good. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Who else has got a question? Thank you so much, man. You yeah, no need to get some energy in here. We Can some- we have some energy in here, please? Yeah. I wouldn't normally do this to you, but it's on film. Yeah. Speaking of energy, I'm literally dying. I'm going to take this off for a second. Oh my god. I'm losing weight on vacation. That's a miracle. I like how everyone, they laugh when I chuck my like $10,000 stuff on the ground. Just like, it's just the ground. It's not going to fall apart, you know? Go ahead.
3: My
0: question is very short. <laughs> so are you, sir. So are you. <laughs> so I have 10,000
3: hex. Okay. How long time take me to be rich? <laughs> well,
0: so I tell you, I'll tell you a funny thing about being rich. Rich is a state of mind. There's no number that will actually make you feel rich. I can tell you as a person who's got a lot of numbers. I got a lot of numbers and usually I don't feel rich. Usually. I really don't. I got to tell you, man. You pick up the f- phone here? call downstairs no one's answering I don't care who you are <laughs> you call from outside you're like hey maybe they answer the remote phone call from the cell phone they're not answering supposedly if I to hotel. I don't feel rich Is it dream for it's the same for everybody so if you want to truly, if you really truly want to feel wealthy it's a state of mind if you focus on what you have you will feel wealthy if you focus on what you do not have you will feel poor And it doesn't matter how much you have and the worst thing is, the more that you have, the more opportunity you miss. The more that you have, the more tax you pay. The more that you have, the more your friends steal from you. The more that you have, the more select the things you want are, you can't even get them. You get into a waiting list. Oh, you want the newest Ferrari? How many other Ferraris do you have with us, sir? Okay, well, we only have this allocation, and we're going to give those to those guys. And so you, you even have to pick a single brand. If you, don't, if you don't spend all your energy on a single brand and build a, a relationship with that authorized dealer, you won't have enough energy to, to get allocations for the other stuff you want. Is that way with watches? Is that way with cars? Just being rich isn't enough. And to tell you the truth, if you, got, hey, you should come with me sometime to the bar. I like going to bars. I like meeting people. I like saying, hey, how's it going? You know, where are you from? All that. You, start, you bust out the I'm rich, they don't like it. I swear to God, they don't like it. You gotta find artful, humble brag ways to be like, ah, uh, you know, I was at the car dealer yesterday. Please ask me which dealer, please. Come on, come on, do it. yeah so if if you want to if you want to feel better i I wrote a book called sci-vive there's a a whole chapter in there called the spirit chapter you might like it to tell you i like your fashion sense i like your posture i think you've got good things going on in your life just from what i see i think you asked a leading question i think you might already be rich and you just put in like 0.0001 percent of your stack to see what this tech stuff is about i could i could i could more directly answer your question in a non-emotional way which is historically, the hex price has doubled every like 47 or 61 days or something. I don't know if it keeps continuing to do that, but I know that we're very, very early. And I was very early in Bitcoin, and we have a much better head start than they do. You know, The best time to buy Bitcoin was when there was no liquidity. Satoshi owned all the coins. There was no place to buy it. Everyone thought it was a scam. That was the best time to buy Bitcoin. And then you see a lot of that similar stuff here, and you're like, hey, That's the best time to buy, and people think that that's like bad. You're like, no, no, that's perfect. Like we, everything is going great. I hope that answers your question. If it doesn't, um, my pleasure. I I try, (laughs) I try, I try. try. Thanks, man. Good question, man. (laughs) Who's got another question? Hey there, how's it
3: going? Oh, we are doing fine. Nice. Uh, I would like to be anonymous because of our taxes (laughs) (laughs) which (laughs) is amazingly crazy.
0: Nobody knows how many coins I have either, it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Because of the questions I'm going to ask, I will start with asking you. Uh, For a friend, are, are, you, <laughs> are you allowed to carry a gun here in Denmark?
0: I don't think I don't think you're allowed to carry a gun here. Most of the EU is to de- deprived their citizens of uh, concealed carry or even open carry unless you are licensed as a a trained security guard or a money transporter or actual law enforcement. So, but also that's the reason you don't have so many shootings. In America, we have a lot of shootings because everyone's allowed to carry a gun, and so they do, and yeah. they get into arguments or they drink too much, and then they are like Wild West time. I mean, when I lived in Florida, I would carry all the time. I had a concealed permit, and you know, it's funny because it weighs down one side of your belt. So if you got your your sh- your, uh, your holster here, now your pants are this way, and they're like, maybe I should carry some extra clips here to like weight that side down, you know? And then you're like, probably like I don't know. I used to do uh, scenario shooting where you learn to get behind cover to reload, you know. You learn how to, you don't bring your weapon up like this, you bring your weapon up and then out, you know? And then shoot symmetrical. There's all this stuff they teach you. But then when you're actually in the moment, like you get a jam, you start clearing it. And they're like, why don't you clear that behind cover? Like why are you just gonna get shot at while you're doing that, you know? But now, but in Europe, you don't have to do all that stuff. You know how hot a bulletproof vest is in Florida? Oh my (laughs) God, it's so hot. Like it's, bulletproof vests are stupid hot. So, if you can live in countries where you don't have to carry and wear a vest and, and the vests don't even stop stab, you know, like knives and swords, they go right through the vest. Like, it's just Florida man things. These are things you only have to know about in Florida. But let's take Las Vegas, right? Let's take Las Vegas. There was a guy that had 20 machine guns in a hotel room, 20 stories up, and he just started unloading them into a rock, uh, into a country music concert what are you going to do? First, you're not allowed to carry at the concert because you're drinking there. You're not allowed to bring the weapons where the drinking's at. So even if you had a concealed permit, you weren't allowed to carry there. But let's say you had your weapon. And now, are you have you practiced to shoot 20 stories up? Well, I looked this up. It turns out that when you're shooting at an inclination, you actually have to undershoot, not overshoot. So you have to aim lower than you normally would. And let me tell you, at that distance with a handgun, you're never hitting nothing but his neighbors. You're killing everyone else wondering what the loud noises are. You're definitely not hitting the guy with the machine guns. So the only, the, in that situation, no amount of training, no amount of concealed carry is gonna allow you to respond to a guy emptying 20 machine guns with 100 round clips and and two, you know, triggers and bump triggers. There's just, there's no solution to it. So really just having less crazy people with less guns is the only way to combat that, unfortunately. Um, I mean, most people have figured out how to reduce gun deaths, which is sad. Now, I will give you a trick. I will give you a trick. The price that America pays in deaths per year, which is about 35,000 deaths per year, is actually a slight insurance policy against a very, very evil government outcome. So if an evil government tried to come into power in the United States, it is possible that the the citizenry there would have a better chance of fighting back. And and because the United States is the largest uh, military power in the world, Having that government be more likely to stay unevil is valuable to the rest of the world. So those American deaths that we have every year, it makes Canada and Mexico and the rest of the world a little bit safer. And so there is a little bit of upside, but it is a very high price to pay. There's also some other hidden things in there, like a lot of those deaths in that 35,000 are people killing themselves. When you're 20, the most likely thing to kill you is you. People don't realize that. So if you want to reduce those gun deaths, the best way to do that might be with better mental health counseling and you know, they would have found another way if it wasn't the gun, a lot of times. Particularly the guys. Guys try and kill themselves, they get dead. Girls are trying to kill themselves, they're not that good at it. Guys try and kill themselves, they get dead quick. Go ahead.
3: So, your answer is you are not armed.
0: I'm not armed.
3: <laughs> Why is he asking?
0: I don't know. At like, I feel like I'm being led into the slaughterhouse here. Yeah. I'm like we'll to we'll look out the window. <laughs>
3: then we go get big. to uh, the question itself, uh, how high do you think HECS uh, will
0: ever uh, come? <laughs> I, I think, so, I mean, this is gonna, you asked the right question, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I look at the chart and I see that it just goes up and to the right, yeah. but it's not curving down. It's going up and to the right and then curving up as well. Yeah. And then I look at the rate at which we're acquiring new users. Yeah. The rate is increasing. So we're not, it's not like we're creating a... Li- we're, we're, we're not on-ramping a linear number of new users. We're creating more new users every day. And then I, I start to see these hints of virality. Guy with a million followers messaged me out of the blue on Instagram. Brand new account. Never heard of this guy in my life. People are messaging me here about, hey, this rich guy just wants, wants to meet you. This rich guy wants to meet you. This Arab dude. Blah, 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 blah. All this big money, big money stuff. And these are the people that are able to move the bar far and also create new social opportunity. So I see... I see a lot of virality kicking in. I see a price chart curving up and to the right. The dips are getting smaller and less long. And I don't know how we could do any better. I mean, it would be great to have Fiat on ramps, but it's not our thing. Like I didn't build a Fiat on ramp, I built Hex. So you could just see the chart do something truly unbelievable. and, And just, you could, like, I feel so weird saying this. You could see million dollar Hex and then you'd be like, but that's more than the gross domestic product of the planet. It doesn't make sense. And you're like, yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense. So we shouldn't use market cap anymore. But that's just what the price did. Like the price can do. And think about it this way. It's even crazier than that. If you're, if you're on-ramping users exponentially and the price is an exponential as well. I mean, we, we did a 10,000x on 60,000 stakers. That's nothing, man. Like 60,000 stakes is nothing, absolutely nothing. This event that we had right here, in a year or two, this could be 100 times the people. Yeah. Realistically.
3: If hex reach a price of $10 yeah. for one hex, yeah. then this will be three times as much as all crypto. There you go. Together sure. Today. Yeah. And if it goes in $50 yeah. a piece, it will yeah. be. 15 times uh, all crypto altogether, which uh, is equivalent to uh, eight times the altogether budget of the United States, which is the world's biggest economy.
0: If you want to feel better about those numbers, (laughs) I'll give you tricks. I'll give you tricks if you want to feel better about those numbers. Try and sell that much. Price goes down. You're, you're, so it self balances. So like, so you, yeah. you end up with an insane number and then you're like, yeah, yeah. but yeah. not everyone can sell. There's a lot locked and that oh. leaves you with like only a little that could, could sell now. And then if they did sell, they'd have to take a little haircut. Then the numbers get a lot more realistic. Yeah. But they're still the best ever seen in the world. Like, I, just, I don't know of what event would have to occur to stop the chart from doing what it's been doing. And if I, can't, if I truthfully can't come up with something to make that chart stop doing that, I know where the chart points. And that's, you know, like, if you can't invalidate that chart, that's just what it's going to do. I mean, look at Bitcoin. If I told you 10 years ago, hey, Bitcoin's going to be 65000 per, but Oh, by the way, here's one for free. It's $0.50. Cents. When I was mining, there were $0.50. Cents. If I told you that it would go from $0.50 cents to $65,000 each, you'd be like, you're crazy. It doesn't make sense. It's a trillion dollars. There's no way Bitcoin would be worth a trillion dollars. Well, now it's like $1.3. So... <laughs> like. This, we are in the highest appreciating asset class in the world, and we are in the best version of all these assets. Like, so I, I believe that it can do numbers that feel weird saying them. Like, yeah. just, yeah. Richard, uh,
3: I'm a master of science. Nice. Uh, that's my education.
0: You get a good tan for a science master. I think we are both geniuses. Nice, thanks, man. I give you that virtual well, high-five. to the club. Thank you, man. Thank you so much.
3: <laughs> and Richard. now everything I have worked
0: for all my
3: life is staked in
0: hex good (laughs) hard to get liquidated. so would you have a job for me I'll tell I'll tell you something funny People are trying to volunteer and they're literally like, hey, I have all the money I ever wanted. Yeah. I have only free time now. Yeah, I wanna work with you, what What can we do together? Yeah. And I'm like, oh crap. Cause I want to, to, like, I know this dude from the beginning, you know, like he was in the very beginning, smart guy. And uh, I wanna give him something to do. So now I'm thinking like, I don't know, maybe maybe he helps on the exchange thing. Like I haven't answered that message yet, but I've received numerous, I've received some, like guys ain't made it yet, they need some money. Can you have a job stuff? And then I've had some, we've totally made it. What can I do to help? You know? Make no. Yeah. So any of you guys that have skills and you feel like donating your time, hit me with a message and I'll feel bad about it for a while and hopefully I come up with a way to, to harness the energy. Because we are working on the world's best stuff. Like this, this is the world's best stuff. Cryptocurrency and longevity technology, there ain't nothing better. I like girls too. Okay, three. <laughs> three best things. But you can help with the first two.
3: Richard, yep. thank you my pleasure of, man for thank you, you for us. And I'm not going to take uh, the honor for what I know about
0: i right. like seen somebody on ramp you
3: Charlie with the t-shirt
0: thanks Charlie you brought us a good one I like them. Thanks. thanks Charlie I give you my call. Nice. Thank you so much. Design
2: never
3: seen
0: before. All right. Thank you so much, man. Sure. We're all going to have one of these before the end of the night, by the way, guys. When we do selfies, I'm doing a selfie with everybody. Nice. You're in the right place. See you, man. Someone asked back
2: there, was that an NFT? <laughs> it's a physical NFT. <laughs>
0: Um, How come yeah. you
3: chose meetups in Europe and not USA?
0: Well, I mean, I live in Europe, so this was just easier for me to get to. Yeah, most people don't know that, but like, I live in Europe. I always so. thought you were in the yeah, Which the serves too. me well. I don't I, want I, I, anyone yeah. to know where I live, because what are they going to do? What's more likely, they're sending gifts or they're sending fake SWAT team? Like, ah, oh, there's a hostage situation in <laughs> Richard's house. Yeah. 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 yeah, please send help, which in America they do all the time. So there's a guy named Jameson Lop. Got swatted a bunch of times. Had to change everything. Had to move. Right. So, in the States, you get swatted. They're dropping flashbangs on your dog, and like you're wrecked, and there's nothing you can do about it. In Europe, it's more chill, I think. Like I, I don't think swatting's a big deal here. But if no one knows where you live, you don't have these problems. So I just choose to not have the swatting experience, basically. Um, now, at some point, I may become uh, so famous at one point that like everyone will know where I live but then I'll also just live more than one place anyway but so. you
2: not you also be the most loved at the same time
0: well that's the thing is like when I come to these events I really meet a lot of people that I feel connected to mm-hmm. and I think we have similar interests similar beliefs and I, and I even feel respect so I think that if someone tried to do me harm here you guys might have my back of
2: course. we have your back Richard.
0: if someone tried to get me here would you guys help sure yeah. Okay. Yeah. thank you yeah. I appreciate that and you know, we've only met uh, people that really love the product and, and liked me. Mm-hmm. We've never actually had uh, a hater show up at these things, because uh, they are too smart for that. I don't We'll bring a larger see. hexagon squad, like, hey, the largest hexagon's up front, please. Um, who else has a question? I feel bad not wearing my overpriced jacket. I've cooled it down enough here. Oh no, leave it off it's So hot. I have to I have to sport I have, this thing. Bro. I have Go
2: ahead.
0: Come to the question thing. We
2: have another one waiting The out. question queue. I'm very
1: sorry I just I need to.
2: Cuz
0: I got video pointed at that thing, you know. But.
1: Is there any late texicans?
0: Late texicans. Yeah. I think that a lot of people so historically what happens is people hate buying dips. They love buying things they know their friends got rich on. So when do their friends feel rich and start buying expensive things? When the price goes up. And so when do their friends buy in? When the price goes up. And then, when did the dips happen? Right after those guys get in. So as soon as, as, soon as everyone knew that big payday was going to happen, and they were going to get 30% more coins for being staked a single day, a ton of people got in right before big payday, expecting the price to go up. And so what did the price do? Because everyone got in right before. It went down because everyone got in right before. And so these, these buy the rumors, sell the news events are very common in all speculative industries, and cryptocurrency is not immune to that. The top in 2017, or the end of 2017 for Bitcoin was when the CME launch happened, everyone had their eyes on that specific day. The top for Bitcoin in this cycle, which it just, I guess, made a new top, so it was a local top, but it lasted six months, Is the, I called it on the day, I said, this is a top. So Bitcoin went from $65,000 down to $30,000, I think it might even went $29,500, dollars something like that, depending on what exchange you're on. And so it dropped 55% from that day. And how did I know it was that day? Because it fell out of the parabola and everyone had their eyes on a single day. It was the easiest call ever, but it didn't go down the 85 like it normally did. It only went down 55 and now it went up again. But because it went up again, I don't know if it could do a double top. This could, it could just be a temporary higher high and it could go make a new low and make everyone very sad because I mean, it couldn't even make a new high on the day the ETF launched. That's a little funky. If you have an ETF launch, what we've been waiting for in Bitcoin for 10 years, we've been waiting for an ETF, like, please bring that legacy money here. And you finally get one. You can't even make an all time high on that day. You're just shy of it. A little weird. Like, it feels limp to me. You know, it's, it's not a strong price move. It's not impulsive. And it is, impulsive, strong price move is what I would want to see with the best news I think you could get for Bitcoin. Like, that's it. Like, like what is the other good news that you would hope for? That was the dream. That was the best news you could ever possibly get for Bitcoin, was ETF. And they got it. And the price, tiny, maybe, little itsy-bitsy, made a little bit of a newer high. It seems weak to me. So I I would be very fearful uh, on ramping to Bitcoin. Still, you know, I feel, even even if Bitcoin drops 85% like it used to, and it does its fractal like it used to, and you feel more confident what it's going to do, who cares? Ethereum outperforms at 3 to 1 anyway. Hex outperformed at 400 to 1, or no, 1,400 to 1 anyway. So even, even, you know, I'm in this habit of understanding the Bitcoin chart, which is just like for fun, for laughs, but I'm not trading it. I don't care. You know, it's just for laughs. Like there's so much money everywhere else that I don't really care what Bitcoin's doing. You know, it's just as useful as it is getting the hashtag. It's useful as getting notoriety for it. It's just like Peter Schiff. Peter Schiff probably doesn't care about Bitcoin at all. But he wants people to see his stupid name so he can sell him a stupid investment product. And so he just talks about it. And it's just sad that he keeps getting airtime. Like, you've been wrong for 10 years. Be quiet. No more airtime for you. Let's bring a new wrong guy. That old that wrong guy's beat up. So to, to answer your question, I think that you on ramp tons of people when the price is higher. Like just by the way, if you look at my follower count, if you go to socialblade.com and you see when I got all my followers and Roger Ver got all his followers, back then the majority of all our followers came in the last two months of 2017 when the price was going up vertically. So we on ramp most of our users socially, and and a lot of uh, people bought in at those times. So by by. Number of new users, I think you on-ramp new users when the price is higher, and then that causes dips and shakes people out. People that buy the top and sell the bottom end up giving their money to people that buy the bottom and sell the top. But if you have a longer time preference, you make money. No one that's ever held Bitcoin for more than three years has ever lost money. Never. And no one that's ever held Hex for more than a year, or even six months, I think, has ever lost money. Ever. No matter what you did. It's never been down for six months. Like, I, think, I think we maybe had like a 184-day period where it didn't make a new all-time high. Maybe. And that's it.
1: I would have one more question. Go ahead. Um, Please do. Let's do photos after the question.
0: Sure. And of
2: course this lovely lady is also waiting to ask. Please, let's get
0: the lady. And then we'll get back to the hat. Well, yeah, she's been there for a while. I
1: would like to ask about the T shares. Sure.
0: Explain about it. Oh God. (laughs) She has the hard one. Yeah, sure.
1: Get as ready as
0: possible. So this this is so T shares is actually super easy to understand. You have a company. The company has owners, okay? How do they divide up ownership? Shares, what's a share? It's like a, a dollar is made of hundred pennies. So what's a dollar? It's hundred shares in pennies of a dollar. This is a way to divide stuff up, that's it. If you own more shares, you get a larger portion of the pie. If you own less shares, you get a smaller portion of the pie, just like company stock. So in Hex, the revenue to the staker class comes in three forms. Inflation, which is the vast majority of the revenue, so the, the entire currency can inflate at a maximum of 3.69%, and the only people that get that are the stakers. So, if, you were, so if, there was a, if there was 100 billion hacks, I think there's like 660 billion, but for math, let's just say there's 100 billion hacks, and you were the only staker, it was just you, you could mint yourself 3.69% of 100 billion, which would be 3.69 billion every year. You could do that, and you'd be the only staker, and you get it all. you're not the only staker why because everybody wants a piece of that and so everybody stakes and when people stake they make shares and those shares just divide up that pie amongst them so they're dividing up the 3.69 percent inflation of the whole thing and the penalty income from people emergency end staking and late end staking and those are actually two small components the vast majority of revenue is the inflation revenue the the revenue from the emergency end stakes, it's nice, it's a little taste, it's tasty, but it's, it's maybe 5% as large as the, the revenue from the inflation. So yes, we, we do get outsized returns when people emergency end stake and they enrich the staker class by doing that. Um, but the majority of the revenue is the, the inflation. So now what happens if more people stake? It's not just you. So now you don't get your 3.7 billion a year in this virtual like 100 billion supply thing. Well, then you just divide it up by how many shares you have. Okay, well, how do you tell how many shares you get? Well, you lock your hex. If you lock longer, you get more bonus shares. That's it. So if you start with more hex, you get more shares than other people. Or if you lock longer, you get more bonus shares. And it just divides up the profit.
1: And how it links with what they said that now that the price drops, so you mind more, even you
3: don't even know it?
0: Well, I think what they might be trying to say is that if people emergency end stake during a price dip, it destroys their shares and makes it so that you have a larger percentage of the shares that are left. And so you get paid extra hex because they no longer, their shares got destroyed and they paid an emergency end stake fee. And so it's a self-balancing system. If lots and lots of people stake, the APY comes down. But if everyone's staked, probably the price comes up because it reduced the supply. Then if few people stake, the APY shoots up and then it entices people to stake more. So it's an auto balancing system. Yeah. So basically like the, the answer to shares is it's just how you it's just how shares work and anything else. It's just how you divide up who's going to get the profit, except we have a time bonus for longer pays better. That's it. And bigger pays better a little bit. Bigger pays better is a much smaller number. You can get to three X the shares with longer pays better, but with bigger pays better, you can only get up to 10% more shares. So, you know, 200% bonus shares is a lot more than only 10% bonus shares. I hope that answers it. If you Google it, there's a, there's a blog called, like, hexagon.blog or hexagons.blog, something like that. It's got some good walkthroughs on, on how T-Shares work. Thank
1: yeah. you. Awesome.
0: Go ahead. Yeah. First
1: yeah. of all, awesome to meet you. My pleasure.
0: Um,
1: I was curious about your uh, more... Uh, Philosophical view. Sure. Uh, where you see like is the the end goal?
0: Global is- domination. <laughs> For <real. laughs> Totally vertically integrated. You never have to look at another cryptocurrency. You process your transactions with Pulse Chain. You on ramp through some exchange, a, a Hexican or Pulsecan or or some other awesome guy founds. We don't okay. know who it might be yet, but hopefully someone does. And then, uh, you know, PAX is your store of value. And then you restake and peel off what you want to be rich. And it becomes, it just keeps sucking all the liquidity out of the world until we've monetized time and delaying gratification. And, you know, the numbers become quite insane. That's the idea. Uh, and it's doable because it's a better design than Bitcoin. It's a better brand than Bitcoin. It's a better name than Bitcoin. It's a better community than Bitcoin. It's better game theory than Bitcoin. It's better price performance. It's a better price chart. It's better uptime. It's vastly superior in every way that I can think of except liquidity and by the way that liquidity is the same reason the price don't go up much okay. because it's too much for sale. So I, I, I will be happier once we have surpassed Bitcoin in the last one or two remaining things it has left to surpass. I, I'll feel good about that.
1: Well, will that stimulate um, uh, uh, will that help everyone?
0: Well, it'll, it'll help most of the people that participated, but the people that didn't participate may be jealous. So for them, they may have feelings of angst or feeling left out or Romo, regret of missing out. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> I'm up here screaming about it for a couple of years. If you couldn't find the time to listen, now you have to watch us be rich. Sorry. No. Sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Pat? got another question? Oh wait, yeah, I no. Another I didn't want to cut you short. Did you have something else?
1: It's just a general, like uh, because I'm thinking, like if the tide rises, it'll.
0: Uh it does. It is true. So look, people. I I said the Bitcoin would go back to ten thousand bucks because I thought it was palavera. It didn't. It made a new all-time high. I also said, look, if chart could do something different, it ain't done before. So it did that. Fine. It only dropped fifty-five instead of eighty-five. Okay. It's doing new stuff. Cool. I'm happy to learn from it. Am I getting liquidated? No. Is anybody that I advise getting liquidated? No. Are we opening up shorts? No. That's There's no money in that. So we're doing all the stuff where there's money in. You know what there's a lot of money in? People selling their very expensive Bitcoin for Hex. The more valuable Ethereum is, the more valuable Bitcoin is, the more money Hex gets because those are the guys that were on ramping. They sell those bags to buy this. So I, I love to see the Ethereum price higher. I love to see the Bitcoin the Bitcoin price higher because it makes Hex price do better. That when they sell their Bitcoin and Ethereum to buy hex, it's better when they get a lot more dollars because it makes the hex price move up more. So I, I it's funny. I try and tell people what the chart has done and why it may be likely to do it. I called the top on the day. That top was profit that top call is profitable for six whole months. You could have sold, you could have closed your position and profit. Not that I would ever advise you to be short, but if you were dumb and did it anyway, you are in profit for six months from the day. No drawdown whatsoever. That's perfect. That's beautiful. You can't ask for better performance than that. Like, that's legendary, right? And it's like, so I, I think we're very lucky that Bitcoin and Ethereum are, ma- well, Ethereum hasn't made a new high yet. It's, it went up to, I think, 4,000 today, where its previous high was 4,400. Bitcoin did make a new high, I think, at 66, where its previous uh, high of 188 days ago was uh, 65. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a very weak higher high, like a day after the ETF. But hey, you know what? I hope it keeps going up. We all make more money. Quick last. Just go uh, ahead, go ahead.
1: I don't have a million followers, but no. I have seventeen thousand. Good. Would be up for, uh, an
0: Probably. Okay. Probably. Depends <laughs> on if they're real followers or not. I gotta look how many comments you get. Right. We gotta see what your actual engagement looks like. Gotcha. Thanks, Thank man.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Go. One last question. Yeah. Um, so I've um, let's say told many friends about hex yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people are naturally hesitant sure. to crypto, some kind of crypto project that they've yeah. never heard about. Sure. And then they look at charts, and the hex charts goes up into the range, yes. right. Yes, true. But what I have basically, and what has amazed me personally the most during all the time of hex of is actually how you develop this game theory. It's right? good stuff. Especially the emergency unsafe. Yep. Because um, you said in one or the other um, video you said volatility up. Emergency and 6 Yep. People are going to Yep. Volatility down. Yep. Emergency and sexy. <laughs> and what I personally like almost the most uh. is like the, like the people that lose their codes yeah. or go to heaven. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Like they're slowly being bleeded out yes. again to the stakers. Yeah. So and people get hacked. actually caught the people the most talking about hacks yeah. when, when I try to explain Right. It, was this game theory and the design of it, which is just
0: incredible. You must have smart friends. If you you
1: could um, could explain a little
0: bit. Well, I mean, look, I used every trick in the book, right? I was like, I looked at legacy finance, and I said, what type of design patterns is legacy finance using to be profitable? Well, if you you don't end your CD when you're supposed to, they re-roll you at a worse rate. Okay, well, there's a dark pattern. Okay, if you uh, try and pull your money out early, they penalize you. Okay, there's a dark pattern. Okay, now what's the problem with those dark patterns? They just benefit the bank, not the users. But in our system, it benefits the people that did what they said they were going to do. That's wholesome. So if you did what you said you're going to do, you're going to be benefited by people that lied about what they were going to do. Sounds fair to me. And so in our system, you get to be the Fed and print yourself new inflation out of thin air. You get to be the bank and profit from other people's bad decisions. You get to be uh, the person that mints your own rewards in charge of your own finances, no one else in the world can do it for you. There's so many awesome things that are in this that don't exist anywhere else in the world. I mean, maybe some of these components exist a little bit in, in like mining, but in mining, you got to beg the mining pool to let you join. You got to beg the mining hardware manufacturer to send your hardware in a, an, an okay time. You got to beg the electricity company to sell you electricity at an okay rate. There's a lot of begging going on, and, and those guys tend to lose money. So, and there's huge negative externalities. They're blowing up the environment. There's nuking it. I know. Look, I used to mine Bitcoin. I know what my electric bill. I know what my electric bill looked like before and after the mining. It was way higher after. So, you know, there's the best game theory, the best logo, an okay founder, the best price performance, the best price chart, the gatekeeping, which keeps the price lower for better entry. Now, the the 40% APY, 10,000x price performance. That's a very tight, very short, unique benefit statement. Hard to beat that. There's just so the, even the imagery the hex the hexagon is the most futuristic the most futuristic shape. If you look at any futuristic movie, it's covered in hexagons. So, all of these things combine into what I believe is a perfect storm for price appreciation. I really truly believe that hex is very early in its price performance, and I think if you were impressed with a million percent ten thousand X, you'll be really impressed with a hundred million percent. So, want to do photos? Photos. Let's take photos.
2: How do you want to do it? Up here.